Hello and welcome to TTELT, Teaching Tips for English Language Teachers. I'm your host today, Dr. Eileen Hale, the chair of our organization, and I have a brand new board member joining us today, which I'm excited to share. Sumitra Ravisundar is going to be talking to us about developing a passion for English. She has a tremendous expertise as a financial professional, but also is very enthusiastic as an English language mentor. Welcome, Sumitra. Thank you for joining us today. Pleasure is mine. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's a thrill to have you on our team and have joined the podcast as well. So can you tell us exactly what you mean by developing a passion for English and how teachers can do this with their students in their classes? Yes, um, developing the passion um, comes uh, in various ways. For example, it doesn't have to be formal. It can be informal in the form of, uh, you know, an interactive conversation with the kids. And given the fact, um, you know, the first five years of a child, uh, child's brain, uh, it, it peaks at 90% in the first five years of its life. And bulk of the time, bulk of the learning happens at the interactive uh, level, interaction level. So the more the conversation with the kid and, uh, you know, like asking and telling um, and then uh, co-creating conversations, learning together and, uh, uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, developing insights together gives them more confidence than uh, just, you know, reading, you know, what is on the book and going with the curriculum and so on. In addition to that, I mean, that's very important. Uh, but in addition to that, um, I think uh, there's a lot of uh, impact uh, the childhood, um, you know, the, the learning has when they are, um, you know, encouraged to uh, converse in a freestyle. Um, um, asking and telling is one of the ways. Another ways is co-creating, like I said. Co-creating conversations are more of a, did you mean this? And the child would say, yes. And then also this, as they are speaking, they are developing more thoughts and um, ideas about the topic in hand. And uh, that develops literally a paragraph worth of information together. And you would have seen uh, by then the kid um, or the bunch of kids would have developed their uh, the passion for uh, conversing uh, in a very casual style, um, absence of, uh, you know, stress, uh, it, much more better than in a normal uh, formal setup is, uh, is something that I truly believe in. And it works uh, really uh, firsthand, even with my kids, it worked really well. And uh, some of the ways that I learn is the way I impart others. And in fact, the way that I learn is also in a more casual setup. Uh, it, and it, I mean, in during my childhood as well. And I would like, and, and I've, I've often seen with the kids that I've interacted, um, tutored, uh, is uh, they kind of, they take the idea faster um, and they grasp it. They are able to articulate that idea faster compared to uh, reading from the book and um, you know, asking in a Q&A format. Um, so something that I truly believe in is a casual conversation type, interactive type environment in a classroom as well. I agree. And I think it can work for all ages. And a technique I use for creating that setting as well is letting students share, if you have young adults or older students, uh, pictures from their telephones. And I mean, obviously you have to moderate this a little bit, but like, what did you do this weekend and share some fun pictures and it generates conversation naturally and use of the past tense because you're talking about the weekend or whatever. But just as an example of how you can use 
visuals or you bring visuals to the classroom for students to talk about and discuss. It's a nice way to create the ambiance for that. Let's jump into the second part. You were going to talk about um, idioms and phrases, idiomatic phrases. How do you incorporate that or help teachers incorporate that into their classrooms? Do you have resources you use for them to integrate idioms into daily lessons, that kind of thing? Oh, yeah. Um, I personally think um, as a tutor and also a teacher and also a learner, uh, this idioms and phrases are one of the most powerful ways to impart um, English uh, or impart the passion uh, to learn English. For example, something unique. Um, I'll give you an example, which is also a silly and a funny example. Um, so one of the classrooms that I was volunteering, I just wanted to volunteer. It's a pre-KG um, at the time. So um, we were just talking about, you know, using uh, phrases and idioms. Not that they got it, definitely not. But then I gave them an example. They said, what do you mean? And I said, you know, bend over backwards to make it happen. There was a lot of giggle in the room when I said bend over backwards. They said, how do I learn when I'm bending down? One of the kids asked me that. You know, I went on to explain uh, the reason, uh, the rationale behind uh, that uh, bend over backwards. Um, you, you know, they were curious. They were, you should see their eyes grow big and so on. And as I transitioned into a elementary level where I uh, kind of uh, helped them understand the importance of using idioms and how powerful it is and so on, um, I, I got a feedback uh, uh, from a child or a child's parents saying that uh, they grow more confident learning new stuff like that. Idiom and phrases, idioms and phrases are one such. It's very unique to English culture, uh, English language as well. Um, I, the uniqueness is actually uh, is what develops a lot of confidence uh, in going out in the public, you know, get rid of stage fear because you're using powerful, uh, 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 what do I say, statements. Uh, that not many know. So it's easier to also convince the audience that you're a powerful speaker, um, an English speaker. And, and that shows in the passion uh, that you pursue to actually to learn something new, which is idioms and phrases for me in that sense. Yeah. No, I totally agree. It builds a lot of confidence in the students when they realize what they can learn. A couple of different things I just wanted to mention. Uh, we had a prior episode that discusses some resources for idioms and using them in the classroom. So we'll make reference to that in our notes for our listeners. And one thing that I found really useful for idiomatic learning of expressions is through music, because a lot, most music has some idiomatic expressions in the songs and allowing students to kind of dissect the song and try to guess what the at the meaning is really fun as well as seeing if they have some similar type of idiom in their own language is also a fun way to incorporate their culture and language into the class. I, I totally agree with that. I would like to add uh, one, one more uh, because you uh, mentioning about the musical way of learning, you know, kind of reminded me of uh, rhymes, for example. Uh, one of the most powerful uh, way of uh, kind of elevating kids' knowledge, you know, in a rhythmic pattern as well. Rhymes are often told in a rhythmic way. It's poetic. Um, and it has a lot of idiomatic, uh, you know, uh, expressions, phrases in there. Um, and yes, goes back to at early an age, starting with rhymes, which has a lot of connotations, um, you know, and to the idioms and phrases, I think is the most, one of the most powerful way to kind of uplift their knowledge and develop their passion as well at the same time. Great. And your last tip for developing a passion for English was through a vocabulary a day. Can you share what you meant by that? 
uh, I, this is one of my dearest, I would say, um, both as a teacher and also as a learner. Um, something that, um, you know, English as a foreign language, for example, for good, good application, a pragmatic application of vocabulary day, I'll tell you about this. Kids that come uh, to the United States, um, they have to go through something called TOEFL, TOEFL, uh, uh, test of English as a foreign language. Um, and one of the, uh, there are many sections to it. One of the sections is actually developing an essay. It's an essay that you have to write with uh, paragraphs uh, that are very organized and so on. Uh, one of the ways that I found vocabulary is really useful, uh, that sound uh, you as a really strong English learner is application of the vocabulary in uh, developing uh, paragraphs. Uh, they are rated. I mean, TOEFL is actually applied. It is also a predeterminant for, um, you know, admission to colleges um, because there are complex subjects where which uh, requires comprehension of English and be able to verbalize that. Uh, so TOEFL stands is, is a powerful, uh, I mean, English uh, learning vocabulary and applying that in, uh, uh, for example, application writing an essay uh, which carries about, um, I think they rate you between one and five. Five is excellent, 4.54 and so on. So uh, given the fact that it determines your college admission uh, using vocabulary in that it would be a very good pragmatic uh, application of uh, your comprehension of vocabulary. Vocabulary is something that I promote in my kids as well. Uh, something to learn and stand out in the crowd. To uh, It is not for uh, any sort of flaunting or anything of that sort, but it's the comprehension, the passion that you are exhibiting in the form of learning powerful words, meaningful words, um, you know, uh, situationally uh, is where it comes handy. Okay. There, are, there are about 10,000 or maybe 1 million vocabularies, uh, a vocabulary a day during a lifetime, which translates to, I don't know, maybe 30,000 over the lifetime, that, that, that'd be something powerful uh, it, it is what I thought. And I think, um, developing that as a part of the curriculum and, you know, uh, for English as language also develops passion uh, because you're standing out in the crowd by learning such, by applying that. And um, yes, I totally agree. Yeah. And something that I've encouraged my students to do is create their own dictionaries rather than rely on the ready-made dictionaries. So that mm -hmm. they their progress and the adding pages to their own dictionary, as well as including antonyms and synonyms for the words so that additionally builds their vocabulary and creating a visual representation for themselves of the word to help their memory. So these are all great ideas. Again, just to recap, building casual conversations in your classroom with your students, encouraging the use of idiomatic expressions frequently, if not every day, as well as a vocabulary a day. Thank you so much for sharing these great ideas for developing a passion with English in your classroom. We'd love to have you join us again, and we appreciate your time today, Sumitra. Thank you, Eileen. Thanks for being part of this. It was great. Thank you.